You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. Joining me today, as always, your jack-of-all-trades, El Jefe Loco. And uh, this is your Campus Connection edition, uh, where we'll be talking about West Virginia State University athletics, news and notes from around the conference and around the league. And uh, just, in general, it's going to focus about college sports. Um, you know, it's we didn't get a chance to record last week uh, due to some technical difficulties. We're back, though, better than ever. We're recording a new New place yet again. I feel like we're touring campus. We are. We're we're eventually going to get to the point where we just hit up everywhere where we can go. Oh, uh, I think my levels are down. No, I think it's fine. It'll yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah, maybe. Okay, we'll figure um, this out. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's Friday. You know, we you know we've got a football game tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. I know West Virginia State's gonna be. Um, they've got a lot of exciting things planned for tomorrow. It is Family Day, and uh, so it, it's just gonna be an exciting weekend. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and kick this show off, and we're going to get things going with WVSU News. We are the champions. We are the champions. Because we are the champions. The women's team, they're unstoppable in the Mountain East Conference, as the team captured for their third year in a row the Mountain East Conference Women's Tennis Championship after defeating UC in the championship round over the weekend in Charleston. The team is currently on a 43-match winning streak inside of conference play. Last time the team lost, you ask? October 21, 2011, and that was at home against West Liberty 3-5. That right there is domination. That's more than domination. Like, they could, they could pretty much name this trophy the West Virginia State Women's Tennis Trophy. Yeah, because ever since that... The the Mountain East Conference came about, it's pretty much been West Virginia State. <laughs> and he, I mean, we took the final year of the Wiviac, too. Um, so, you know, the team, they graduate a talented trio, so it is going to be a new-look team next year. They, they graduate Brittany Franco, Charlotte Sandy, and Diana Cotteros, um, who in all four years on campus have captured the conference title every year. You know, they won the three Mountain East and the one Wiviac. Um, so that right there, that's domination. Uh, that just speaks of how talented the team is, but also speaks of the talent um, that the coaching staff has, that they're able to go out and recruit these players because two out of three of those players aren't from the United States. You know, Charlotte's from England, and Diana is from Madovia. 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 Um, so, you know, it's when you're able to go worldwide and recruit talent, that, that speaks highly of yourself because, I mean, Realistically, this is West Virginia State University. You wouldn't, and, I, and I'm not talking bad about this university, but I'm saying you know there are a lot of other, much more exciting places to be. And um, you know, you see that Coach John Sims does a great job of recruiting talent. They get here and they they dominate, and maybe that's a big reason why why he's able to get the talent he can. Um, you know, the, the the ABC they also announced end of the year awards over the weekend, and WVSU won Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year, and Coach of the Year. And had four members added either first or second all-conference teams. Player of the year, Brittany Franco. Freshman of the year, Laura Isby. And coach of the year, John Sims. So, I mean, that's right there. John Sims, I think, has won coach of the year every year in the Mountain East Conference as well. So, I mean, he's, he's doing something right down there down here in Institute. And uh, just, again, kudos to, to the, the team and the coaching staff. 
this weekend football game. Uh, this weekend's football game against NBC rival Glenville State will kick off at 1 p.m. WVSU is hosting a special family day event on Saturday, which will come late. With every child between the ages of five and ten will receive a free new or gently uh, used book. All children under 12 are free to get in on Saturday with regular tickets set at $5 at the gate. We have a proud tradition of community service at Western State University, and this is another way that our students, faculty, and staff can show their support of area youth, said WVSU President Brian O. Hemphill. By donating a new or gently used book, we are helping to support literacy in our community and hopefully inspiring area children to become lifelong learners and you know i have i have a daughter and you know she's she's in first grade uh and that's cool that's that's really awesome because you know fortunately i am able to go out and provide for my daughter and and buy her (laughs) books whenever you know needed you know whenever she wants them and you know a lot of the time just because she i think it might look cool or might look like a fun read but i mean sadly there are parents who who aren't able to do that and i think that's that's great that state is stepping in and and doing something like that for uh, Literacy Day. I uh, really commend the university for that. Uh, you know, some more festivities that are going on before kickoff of the uh, football game this weekend. Area families are invited to participate in a free Family Day event from 11 to 1, featuring pumpkin decorating and tailgating. The Family Day event is hosted by WVSU Military Student Services in conjunction with WVSU Parent and Family Programs. So, you know, hopefully we will have a lot of a lot of fans in the stadium. I know uh, the last game we did, we were up, again, up in Shepherd. And um, we had a pretty big crowd from West Virginia State. Yeah, you, you know we had a lot of alumni in the area. We had a lot of a uh, lot of athletes whose parents still live in that area, so they were able to come out and watch them play a little closer to home. And uh, it it was a really really great environment. It was really rocking. It, it was, and also if you haven't looked at the at the pay, the, the web page for the university, they have a picture on there of the uh, homecoming game. The fans, and I think it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, they. I always like going to their pages and looking through the pictures of like the the homecoming and stuff because they get a lot of lot of really cool photos. Yeah, and uh, I mean it makes it makes the games look look that much more exciting, and it it, it, and it makes a big difference when there's a big crowd out there. It does. Uh, the WVSU jackets of the week. We got Matt Kinnick. Kinnick completed 24 for 44 passes for 229 yards and a touchdown against Shepherd University. And then we have. None other than Brittany Franco. Franco was named MEC Player of the Week as she and fellow seniors Charlotte Sandy and Diana Katoris finished up their careers with four straight conference championships. Again, you know that's that's almost unheard of. That's a dynasty right there. Yeah, that's that's you don't even find that in, in D one. Yeah, that's you don't find that in pro. No, they they definitely you know I hate to sound like a broken record, but yeah, they dominant. And that's that's a dynasty that Coach Sims has put together here in Institute of West Virginia, um, to say the least. Uh, and that's all the news and notes this weekend um, for the West Virginia State University Athletics. We're going to head right now into the upcoming game schedules. WVSU football, 10-24-15, which is this Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, the Yellow Jackets return home after a tough game against... MEC Dynamo, Shepherd University, will face another tough team in Glenville State. The last two times... These teams met. WVSU was on the losing end in both games, falling 12 to 17 and 7 to 30 in 2013 and 14, respectively. 
Uh, the Yellow Jackets volleyball team will be in action today at Urbana University. The volleyball team hits the road to take on MEC foe Urbana, a team they have yet to face this season. The Yellow Jacket looked to right the ship in this game. That was a little weird. As they head into the match on a four-game losing streak, the Yellow Jackets will return to Institute for a five-game home stretch from October 30th to November 7th. So make sure you make it out to the Walker Convocation Center. Yeah, because this team plays, um, you know, most teams play better at home, but this team is, is really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, their season's coming to a close. It's almost over uh, yeah. as fall sports are getting ready to come to a close. Um, and the women's cross-country team will be in action this weekend. Um, they'll be competing in the Mountain East Conference Tournament on Saturday, October 9th. At 9 a.m. in Bridgeport, West Virginia. That's not October 9th. That's October this tomorrow, us, the October 24th, um, in the Bridgeport Conference Championship. Yeah. So, and you know, last weekend we were out of town, so we didn't get to cover it. But West Virginia State put on their first ever Invitational for cross country, mm-hmm. and the team placed really well in the in the conference. So that that's really exciting. And uh, this program is is a new program and on the on the up and up. Yeah. So it's just exciting to see what they're able to do and accomplish each and every week. Uh, the Mountain East Conference Players of the Week. Start things off with football. Offensive Player of the Week, Glenville State's running back Tevin Drake. Drake, the senior from Brooksville, Florida, put his name all over the inaugural I-79 Barrel Classic victory for Glenville State over Alderson Broadus. Drake rushed the ball 44 times for 249 yards and scored four touchdowns. His performance of 249 yards is the second most in MEC history and fourth most this season in D2. Defensive Player of the Week, Western Wesleyan College's defensive uh, line. Kevin Farron, Farron the junior from Silver Spring, Maryland, and the rest of the of the defensive unit helped Wesleyan secure their first win of the season. This past weekend, he ended the game with six tackles and two sacks, allowing only a TD for Urbana, and nine first downs and 56 yards on the ground. Special teams player of the week. Um, we saw this this athlete uh, up up close and personal last weekend. Uh, Shepherd University's cornerback slash return Maven. C.J. Davis, Davis a junior from Hagerstown, Maryland, had four kickoff returns for 195 yards, averaging 48.8 yards per return. In addition to kickoffs, he also is the team's leading punt returner as well, and he returned two punts against West Virginia State University for a total of 112 yards. His strong special teams play helped put the high-powered Rams offense in great scoring position to start the drives. And then we move on to volleyball. The player of the week in that would be UVA Wise's Carly Allen. Allen, the junior from Lenexa. Virginia was a key member of the Cavaliers team that went three and one this uh, last week, including two and zero in MEC play. Allen had seventy three kills, sixty eight digs, and four matches in the win over Urbana. She had a career high twenty seven kills. She also posted three double doubles on the week, kill digs, and averaged averaged four point two nine kill kill <laughs> kills per set and hit point two three zero over the course of the week. Moving on to women's soccer, Offensive Player of the Week, Concord University's Micaiah Thompson. Thompson, a sophomore from Hurricane, West Virginia, had a goal in each of her team's victories last week. She scored her first goal of the season in the second half of the game against Willing Jesuit, and her second goal of the season was the golden goal that was scored in the final three minutes of double overtime against Fairmont State. So, you know, that's a perfect time to start scoring some goals, to start making your first goals. Exactly. When your team needs it. And then for Defensive Player of the Week, we got Western Wesleyan's Rachel Ritchie. Ritchie, the senior from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was the anchor of the defensive unit, which shut out both Notre Dame College and Fairmont State. Western Wesleyan's two opponents combined, combined for 11 shots, and only four of those were on goal. 
Wesleyan improved on the season 13-0-2 and and is nationally ranked in the top 25 currently in the 15th spot. Moving on to men's soccer, we have Offensive Player of the Week, University of Charleston's own Will Roberts. Roberts, the sophomore from Denby Inc. Wells, excuse me, helped the nationally ranked Golden Eagles pick up victories over number 18 Urbana and rank an unranked CIAA school Cowan. Roberts scored five goals over the two-game stretch, scoring on the penalty kick as UC defeated Urbana University 4-0, and, that, and he followed that up with four goals against Cowan, who fell to UC 7-1. Defensive player of the week, we got Notre Dame College's Daniel Nagy. Nagy, the freshman from North Royalton, Ohio, had two shutouts to help the Falcons go 2-0 over the weekend, defeating Shepard University 1-0 and Westfield Wesleyan 2-0. You know, real quick before we move out of men's soccer, um, you know, they – Will Roberts, that's back-to-back weeks that he was named Offensive Player of the Week. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive right there because there's a lot of great soccer players in and around the Mountain East Conference. Um, moving on now to the MEC Minute. All right, first thing up, uh, the the MEC has already began handing out hardware in a couple of fall sports. Uh, men's golf, Shepherd University won the conference title this year by shooting for the tournament best 9-11, followed by University of Charleston's total of 9-13. West Liberty University finished third with 927, Notre Dame College fourth with 331, and rounding up the field of five, Willing Jesuit University shooting at 348. So again, congratulations to Shepherd University. We got women's golf. Wheeling Jesuit University won by 11 strokes on the final day to win the team championship by 13 shots, 982 to 995. UC finished third with 1,030. Fourth, Wise with 1,100. Fifth, Urbana University, 1,150. And rounding out the field at six would be Fairmont State at 1,256. In the final sport that is uh, is crowned a champion, uh, women's tennis. WVSU claimed its third straight Mountain East Conference tournament title by defeating crosstown rival UC five to one on Sunday at the Schoenbaum Tennis Courts. We're just gonna beat that into your head. <laughs> yeah, we That's like I think I'll just title the show. Women's tennis at state is very good. Um, also, real quick, this just happened um, before. I just got an update about it. The University of Charleston, their men's soccer team. They have clinched the regular season title, so congratulations to, to that team. Uh, again, you know, there's a lot of great soccer being played in the conference, and uh, the team's very talented. And, I mean, obviously, they were nationally ranked at one point this season, like in the top five. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're still climbing the pole, so we'll see where they ultimately end up. Um, but also, the Mountain East Conference uh, cross-country team, um, or cross-country championships, are this Saturday. The Mountain East Conference will crown their cross-country champs with the women's race beginning at 9.30 in the morning. With the, and the men's race beginning at 10:30 a.m. Uh, last year, it was a clean it was a clean sweep by West Virginia Wesleyan. Both the men's and women's teams dominated both the championship round, but also they won took on the individual awards as well. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, if a team can unseat them because right now Wesleyan is the team to beat in cross country. Uh, moving right along now, we are going to do our section of the pickums. Uh, last night we. We didn't get this game. Um, we didn't get a pick a game, but it was the uh, oh Notre Dame College and West Liberty. Uh, Notre Dame won fifty nine fifty one over West Liberty. That's I don't think anybody would. I mean, I think a lot of people probably expected Notre Dame to win because West Liberty's been up and down. And, and Notre Dame, I think a lot of people underestimate them. They, I think they're a, a very talented team. I mean, 
you got to see them firsthand yeah. at home, and you know they played. They have a they have a lights out quarterback yeah. Mitchell she goes. Yeah, they, you know they're just they're a scrappy they're bunch really is what they are. You know the record may not show it, but they are they are a scrappy bunch. And you know when they're when they come to play ball, they come to play ball. And you know they're all their scores are within you know two two touchdowns mm-hmm. easy. And and that I, I think if you're a, a fan of Notre Dame College and you know they have a really great support staff up there. Their athletic directors super nice as well as their sports information director. Um, and they have really good facilities, and they're, face it, I mean, let's face it, they have a pretty good talent pool in their backyard. They're right right outside of Cleveland. So, I mean, that's pretty good talent to recruit from. Uh, but they, you know, I think a lot of people kind of underestimated them going into the season because of their uncertainty at their head coach position. Um, head coaches, you know, first year it's hit or miss, and, you know, he's he, Notre Dame's now 3-5 and five under their head coach. And, you know, while that's – if you're an outside fan looking at it, at the schedule and at the, you know, at, at their record, you're like, ah, three and five, that's not that great. But if you look at the fact that it's a new head coach who didn't come in until like a month before the season started, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, kudos to those guys. They're really talented. And Malik Grove is a phenomenal athletic quarterback. Um, I will go first with my picks and then I'll let you follow suit. Um, on Saturday, we got four games being played. There was originally going to be five games. Um, but I'll get to that after I do my picks. Um, University of Charleston is taking on Urbana University at noon in Urbana, Ohio. Um, I like UC to win this game. I would love it if somehow Urbana came up and, and, and beat this team. But um, Urbana, you know, they're, they're struggling in the Mountain East right now. You know, the only team that they've been able to beat, unfortunately, is West Virginia State. And um, they beat us, you know, it was a, it was a wet, sloppy game. And, and you know, they, they won the day on that one. Um, but I don't think they've got enough enough gunpowder in their um, in their ammunition right now to to offset this UC uh, this UC high powered offense because um, Johnson right there their six year senior quarterback is is playing phenomenal right now he's he's hitting you know perfect stride going into the closing month of the season and UC is still looking for a chance to maybe go to playoffs you know they've they've you know they're they're still alive especially depending on what happens in the rest of the conference between Shepard and Concord on this following day as well. Um, But I'm picking UC to win. I don't think it'll even be close. I think UC will probably win by either two or three touchdowns. Uh, Shepard University at Concord. Um, You know, Shepard University, I had a lot of respect for them uh, until this past weekend. Uh, You know, it was was an ugly game. Uh, and, And I'm not just saying that because they beat us. Because they, you know, good teams will overcome mistakes. You know, you can't pin you could pin a loss on a on a ref or a bad call if you lose by three to a set three to a t- three points to a touchdown. Um, you know that keeps it close. But Shepard, you know, dominated the team the second half. You know, when they played us last weekend, um, special teams miscues. CJ, um, their the return man is a is a beast. Um, you know, he had close to two hundred and some all purpose return yards in that game. He only he only returned six punts and six kickoffs. So I mean he's he's a beast. He his he has the weapons. Um, Concord. I don't know what happened to them this year. Um, you know I guess teams don't believe the hype. Um, Coach uh, Garen Justice is really trying to hold this sh- the ship together, and um, you know they're they're struggling right now. You know they they lost earlier in the season to West Liberty. They lost to Notre Dame College. Um, you know I look for them to lose to Shepard this weekend. Unfortunately, um, 
but I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game because both these teams hate each other. Last year, you know, Concord got the upper hand against Shepard and ended their playoff run. So, um, but I, I look for Shepard to overcome Concord this year. Uh, Glenville State versus West Virginia State. Glenville State's coming in hot after a, a big win over Alderson Broadus in the um, I-79 Barrel Battle, which is kind of a cool nickname. I like that. Yeah, it sounds way cooler than the Canal Clot Frontier Communications Classic. I mean, it's it's got more uh, more umph behind the name with the yeah. I-79 Barrel Battle. Um, but you know, Glenville State they've got you know they've got a nice two headed running back group with Ramon Lee and Tevin Drake. Um, Ramon Lee's a little banged up right now, but Tevin Drake has proven that he can handle the rock. You know, we saw it last year when we went up to Glenville State. Tevin Drake really was the difference in that game. He, you know, we were able to corral Ramon Lee, but Tevin Drake was just just too much for us to handle. Um, you know, I, I think we have a fighter's chance in this game. I think, you know, I could I could very easily see us winning this game, but I could also very easily see us losing this game. Um, I think that it'll be a, a great game and want to make sure all the fans get out to, you know, um, institute to check this game out. If you can't make it out to the game, however, we'll be providing the call to the jock this weekend. Um, so you can tune in to 1300 or 1340 to check out that game. Um, but I, I like West Virginia State's chances. I think it's going to be close. I think whoever wins this game is going to win by, you know, three points to three, a field goal to a touchdown. And then the final game of this week, we have University of Virginia Wise still searching for that first win as they take on Fairmont State University. Um, you know, Fairmont really has turned it around this season. They've, you know, they started off the first two weeks of the season really just getting spanked by everybody who played them. Um, but, you know, they've turned around. I like the defense from UVA Wise. Fairmont State, though, however, has yet to throw a turnover. Yes, I mean, yet to throw a pick. But if you remember when we played UVA Wise, Kinnick was in the same boat and he threw three in that game. So I like uh, UVA Wise. They 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 remind me a lot of a lot of state. Um, not this year, but last year, a lot of good strong defense and, and just unable to really get over the hump. And um, I, I like this team. I think they're going to be you know, I think they're going to be really good in the in the future. But I think um, Fairmont State's going to win this game, and I think it's not even going to be close. Uh, and the you know if you're if you're following along at home, we were supposed to have a another game, and it was supposed to be University uh, or West Virginia Wesleyan College taking on Central um, Central Intercollegiate University. And uh, the reason that game's not going on is because CIU uh, just canceled. They canceled on Thursday, so Wesleyan gets a bye. Um, it kind of hurts their you know their I mean, they weren't. They didn't have postseason aspirations, anyways. They just picked up their first win, but um, you know, it, it kind of hurts. I'm sure the the coaching staff isn't too happy about you know an unplanned bye week, but you know, it'll give them some time to get healthy and, and get ready for this next game. Um, but yeah, it kind of hurts their momentum. Yeah, it really does kind of hurt their momentum. They're coming in off a win, um, but yeah, they. I mean, when you schedule a team like that, hopefully, hopefully, it's not a home and away series where um, you know they, they have to play them twice if they've already canceled once. So hopefully they won't be on the schedule next year and Wesleyan will get a, a higher caliber opponent. Touche, uh, touche. And so a quick recap. My picks are University of Charleston, Shepard, West Virginia State, and Fairmont State to win. So we'll see how we do. But now I'll toss it over to my co-host, Mr. LFA Loco, to give you the, his picks. Between University of Charleston and Urbana, that's pretty much an easy pick right there. University of Charleston has you know, they've really shown about how hard-hitting they can be this year. And Urbana, they only have one win. That was barely against us, you know. It was 
in that game, I still believe that we was the better team. But, you know, it's just any, any given Saturday in this conference, I'm going to go with UC on this one. And then we're going to hop over to Shepard, which I have no comment on. And then Concord. I'm going to go with Concord on the upset on this one simply because these two teams do not like each other. Concord really has nothing to lose right now. Mm-hmm. And if there's anybody that can burst Shepard's bubble, it will be Concord. They're also in Athens, and I know those fans down there, they get a little wild when it comes you know, Saturday football, especially against Shepard. Then we got Glenville State and West Virginia State. It's parents' weekend. Family day. Family day, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Same difference. The uh, There's going to be a lot of family out there. And I, I believe that's going to that's going to play into a lot of these players, and you know they're, they're going to want to do good in front of their families. And Glenville, you know, they're they're coming in hot. You know, they always come in hot against us. But this year, I've said time and time again that we are a totally different ball team. Um, don't count us out. And like you, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think it will be with. I think it will come down to a field goal. I'm going to call Western State on this one. And then we got Wise and Fairmont State. I'm going to go with the Wise on this one simply because of how scrappy they can be. Fairmont, they've been hit and miss all season. And, you know, like what you said earlier, Fairmont's going into this game. They don't. They haven't thrown a pick all season. We we was the same way until we went until we played Wise. So that's what my that's who my picks are: UC, Concord, State, and Wise. And real quick, I'm going to go through the standings for the Mountain East Conference play in case you uh, you're unaware of what what the final standings are for right now. Um, Shepard is in first place with six and zero overall record and six and zero in conference play. University of Charleston is six and one overall, six and one in conference play as well. Glenville State is five and two with a four and two conference record. Concord is four and three overall and four and three in conference play. West Virginia State's four and three overall, four and three in conference play. West Liberty's four and four overall and four and three in conference play. Fairmont State, three and three overall and three and three in conference play. Notre Dame College, three and five overall and three and four in conference play. Urbana, two and five overall, one and five in conference play. Wesleyan, one and six overall and one and six in conference play. And UVA wise. As we mentioned earlier, 0 and 7 overall and 0 and 6 in conference play. Um, you know, and that's going to do it for our Mountain East uh, wrap up um, and the campus edition for West Virginia State's uh, Triple Name Sports Show. Uh, but before we go, we're we're sponsored this week again by our friends at Morris's Barber Shop. Um, they're located in because we like to have good hair. We do. You you got to have a good haircut. You got to have a fresh haircut. Um, and they're located in South Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, they've been there since 1962. They're a staple of the community. If you're looking for a great haircut and a good price, um, then stop by and see the guys at Morris's. We're going to tell them Aaron sent <laughs> We're going to be giving away a, uh, a free haircut to them. Um, I talked to the owners, and they were all for it. So we're going to be giving away a free haircut. Um, all you have to do is uh, it'll be a contest on Twitter. Just follow us, and um, when you see the tweet about it, just, just retweet it, and then we'll – We'll pick the winner before um, before next weekend. Prior, we'll announce the winner at next next recording. Um, so if you're a guy and you're looking for a great haircut, or if you're a girl and you're looking and your guy's looking a little shaggy and you want to go get a good haircut, send him to Morris's and uh, it'll be free. So uh, with that, I only got one thing to say, and that's go state.
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.